We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too bad. That was good. Roll on. No, 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 no. The Bucks do win it all. Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there. Welcome to the Eurostep Milwaukee Bucks podcast, probably a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and GSPN. I am one of your hosts, Ty Windish, joined as always by the hydrated Rohan Kadi. He's getting getting in his groove over there. Rohan, how's it going? I'm getting in my groove, Ty. I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Yeah. I'm getting in my groove, Ty, because we have actual regular season Milwaukee Bucks basketball this week. This the week. Season, we made it. We made it. This was the longest offseason in a while. Let's not talk about why. Yeah. But it was for the Bucks, and we made it through. We're here. The regular season tips off on Tuesday. The Bucks season tips off on Thursday. I just, first of all, this is year five for us. Season yeah. five going in. So happy to be here. And I'm is just a paper man. anniversary. Is that a thing? I don't know. Yeah, they all have, paper might be earlier. I need to so know this all this is, now. So this is four, fourth year anniversary. So this is going to be season five. Yes. Yes. Year five. Happy, beyond happy to be still doing it with you, partner. Yeah. Let's overlook that statement. Um, really excited for the season. And we are recording not long after uh packers broncos so if Ooh, you wouldn't put a downer <laughs> no but um, i'm being r- cruelly opportunistic if you know a suffering packers fan send them this pod say hey you know what you know the bucks got damian Lillard. listen to these insane people talk about him for probably as long as they talk about lindell wigginton in this podcast and then hey Oh, these guys, GSPN also does a Packers podcast. So, you know, if you're if you're going to watch through and update Tankathon, you can do that with Talk of the Tundra, Jordan and Newmark as well. And, hey, we're speaking of masochism, Milwaukee Brewers, cruising for a bruising, also exists. We got it all. Uh, Adam said uh, winning six is coming back this week when I recorded with him last week. That's uh, maybe just soon. Let me, put not, let me not put words in his mouth. But we're going to get some Adam Jordan classic masterpieces cooked up soon. The vibes are a little weird around the Bucks. We won't go into the whole thing here because we have quite a yeah. podcast to get through. The vibes are a little weird. Vibes? Well, well, tell people why you say that. Well, 
I feel like on court, the they've been a little stilted the last couple of games the Bucks have. We saw Chris Middleton debut in the Bucks' last preseason game on Friday night against the Grizzlies. It's weird they played the Grizzlies twice in one preseason, right? That's weird to me. Anyway. It's a weird they had a five game road trip in the pre or five day road trip, excuse yeah. me, in the preseason. Yeah. Like what what's happening? At least they didn't have to go, you know, across an ocean this time. I, I guess you take the wins you can get, but and no back to backs, which I, it's insane to me. We have preseason, but it's like just wasting time for everyone. Um, but I, I've, on court, they're a little stilted. Then, of course, off court, we had big drama this week as Terry Stotts suddenly stepped down from his post, not retiring. We found out later. We didn't know why early, and there was an intense dust up. That Bucks practice described where uh, Adrian Griffin let's, said, "Let's not reenact this one." Yeah, we can't reenact this one. Adrian Griffin said, "We're going to do a coaches huddle after the huddle." Terry Stotts walks away to talk to Damon Giannis. Adrian Griffin says, "Hey, come over here." Terry Stotts says, "I'm going to talk to Damon Giannis." Adrian Griffin says, "Hey, Terry, Terry, hey, come over here." And we don't know exactly what he said, but that was that was the. The bombshell report we got on why the relationship didn't work, and I, you know, I just really feel bad for the guys on the team who have to who had to watch that, and you know, I, I don't know if they're going to get over it. I don't know if they're going to be able to focus on basketball again after seeing that horrific display of just brutality in front of them. I don't know, man. Coaches. I heard I heard it was Dame's fault. You know, like yeah, <laughs> the relationships soured in Portland. I mean, come on. Like it's clearly it's it's an incident where it's like Terry Stotts. He's been the main. He's never been an assistant coach after he was the head guy for ten years. Yeah, he comes into a job. He's an assistant under a first year head coach who's trying to establish his own authority. Yeah, the per, it didn't mesh. It didn't. I try to say mix, mix and mesh, and just yeah, the word mesh <laughs> just came out. Uh, but yeah, it just didn't mesh. Yeah, and obviously that's a big hit because we were very very excited for the potential of Terry Stotts' offense being implemented. Uh, in this system, the familiarity with Dame, especially like a seasoned veteran head coach under a guy like Adrian Griffin, who is the first year head coach. But this was the risky run, right? Yeah, this was the risky run. It shaped out the way it did. The team didn't really seem too upset about it. Yeah, uh, at I mean, least it's... in their own media availability, these things happen. Uh, it's not like Adrian Griffin <laughs> stepped down. No, this was an assistant head coach. Like, yeah, um, I, I think it sucks. I think it is detrimental to the offense, although. You know they've only had three weeks to cook up this offense with with Dame because obviously they right, just that traded offense for him. wasn't even it wasn't even cooking that well. Yeah, well, you know, I, I think it would have slash will, but I've seen people say like, oh, do they have to just scrap everything that we're doing now? And it's like, no, I mean, it's he doesn't own the IP for <laughs> using say, Dame off ball. There's a copyright that <laughs> offense. I mean, there's too much Silicon Valley media being made. I think like he's not he doesn't get to take pick and rolls with him when he goes. Rohan is just in and out of focus. So the YouTube, sorry to the YouTube viewers. Um, we have some theories on why the camera is not working, but we we won't we won't uh, get in legal trouble. But yeah, it sucks though. I think you miss the offensive guru ness of Stotts. You miss just the experience. I don't think there's any other. For I mean, Joe Prunty, I guess half a buck season and like three games for Atlanta. Adrian Griffin, a couple games for Nick Nurse, but not not much head coaching experience on the bench. Would be nice to bring in someone else who's a little more seasoned, but of course you run the same risk. I do think you're right about the stats part of the fit. And what, I think, what's what's Bud up to, dude? That'd be so weird. You know what I find a little <laughs> weird, and I get it, but I find it weird. 
What? Every time you listen to Griffin talk about the foundation, he never says Bud's name or alludes well, I mean, to him. You can't really. I think it's, it's kind of. I think it's kind of awkward though. But it's. But is it more or less awkward than already saying that like you came into a great situation? I think it's more awkward to say credit the guy that your team fired. I don't think and it is. you replaced. I don't think it is. I think you say it at least once. Maybe, maybe I missed it. Maybe he said if he said it once, someone feel free to send it to me. But I always think he's about to say it. And I'm like, I think that would be a classy move. I mean, it's again, it is kind of weird. You know, I don't think you should say it every time. I think that would be really weird if every time. <laughs> every time the Bucks would credit to Coach Bud, man. Yeah, Coach <laughs> Bud. I mean, Coach Bud deserves these wins, to be honest, not me. Um, but no, uh, I don't think Bud's going to come back. Um, I do think they're like Adrian Griffin didn't want to be Ty Lude. Uh, and to explain what I mean, Ty Lue was the Cavs assistant coach before he was the head coach. Under and, David Blatt, who was a first time head coach in the NBA. And a disaster, which hopefully Griffin won't be. And Ty Lue was not an experienced head coach like Stotts, but he was the lead assistant. And he was also the highest paid assistant in the league at the time, I believe. And like kind of coup d'etatted his way in. I mean, things kind of just happened to I mean, Blatt was not good. And that certainly factored into it. But the players really liked Ty Lue. And I'm not saying Stotts was trying to do this. I, I do think I agree with you. And I think that's the right read is that Stotts was just like, you know, thought he wanted to be an assistant. But just the styles didn't mesh. And I mean, I, I didn't think anything on either side was super egregious in what we've heard so far. I just think that they didn't mesh. And I think it's like, you know, every time there's like a mutual parting of ways, it's like, no, it wasn't mutual. In this case, I think it, I think it was. was. It was I, a mutual it, parting I mean, Stotts made the decision, but I, 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 so it wasn't a mutual parting of ways. But I think the I think the tension was from both guys. I don't think one guy was at fault and the other wasn't. Yeah, I don't um, think, I, I like, obviously, like you're saying, it was Stotts' decision, but I don't think Adrian Griffin and the Bucks were like, no, no, no. We're going to do everything we can to keep you after after you decided to leave. I, I did find it interesting that specifically Stotts was going to talk to Dame and Giannis while he was not listening to the coach's huddle thing. Just like if you're worried about a guy winning over the team, if you're a first year head coach and you struggle and he's got that relationship with Dame. I, I'm not saying Adrian Griffin premeditated yelling across the room at Terry Stotts because of who he was talking to. It was a set, it was a set act that he wanted there to be a coach's huddle right after because he knew Terry was going to go there. But um, I'm, I'm obviously joking. Yes, I I just I see I see where the discontent was from both sides. I, mean, I don't think I've seen people say like Griffin's not going to last long if he's going to treat his assistant coaches like that. He's like telling him to come to a huddle across the gym. I feel like a lot of people interpret yell to as scream at. I I did not. I mean, maybe there'll be more stuff that comes out about this. I kind of think everyone just wants to move on, Stotts included. But I, it doesn't sound to me like a dressing down, like he was screaming at him. Maybe he was. Who knows? Yeah. My read everyone, was, bu- everyone bullied Dame into posting a picture of them, those two on his Instagram story. <laughs> he made it black and white, and I saw a bunch of people like, he's not dead. And I was like, it is. that is the risk of when you try to make a picture solemn. But the person is alive. Yeah. I think we spent too much time on this. Yeah. Let Terry Cook is no more though. Let let Prunty Cook is our new is our new let, thing. Let Patrick Matumbo cook. Sure. Not Patrick St. Andrews, I declare. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. So that's that one already doesn't work as well as let Prunty Cook. Anyway, what we're doing, we haven't even said it yet. Good thing it's the title of the podcast. Buck stock market 2023-24 season IPO grading the entire roster. So if you don't know, every single Bucks game. 
we here at the Eurostep with some assists from our winning six pals and other GSPN folks as well. Andrew Snyder's a Bucks fan now, so that's fun. That is fun. I, I don't know why I said that with the sort of sarcastic, but that is very fun. We're happy <laughs> like, for, oh God, we we're happy for Andrew. Andrew. Yeah, no, I was no, like, no. Don't, you, don't you talk about my Andrew like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we grade the Bucks roster on a game-by-game basis via the Bucks stock market. So players get up stocks or down stocks if they played poorly or well. Not every player gets a rank every every game. If they played roughly to their standard, it's just a hold and it's not noted. So there's a tweet that comes out from the Eurostep account at Eurostep Pod. Cast at Eurostep Podcast. The email is pod. I'm never going to know without Rohan telling me. <laughs> At Eurostep Podcast, make sure you follow for Buck Stock Market Reports after each and every game. But we used to just – I think we the first year we did it, they all started at the same level. They did. But then we started doing IPOs because it was stupid for Giannis to have to like gain ground over Thanasis. No offense to Thanasis. That is dumb. I think we could say over Robin Lopez at this point. It's sure. Definitely we can. Over Marquise Bolden. Um, Congrats on the two-way. We'll talk yeah. about it later. Yeah, yeah. We'll get there. <laughs> So we did an IPO for last year, and then, of course, things changed over the course of the year. So we're going to take those two numbers and then use them to determine the IPO this year prices for or valuation, valuations, I should say, for every player on the Buck stock market. People have asked, no, we don't. You can't buy in. We're not going to track your investments. If you want to, that, that's cool, I guess. But it's not an actual game it's more of just a grading system for us to use it's, on the box. It's, we keep yeah and we keep track of this you can find the link to the sheet at gspn.info yes uh, so everything will be tracked throughout the entire season you don't just just have to piece together tweets uh you will be able to find all of that in a spreadsheet and the link is at gspn.info like i just mentioned exactly so without further ado i think we can get to it we're gonna start at the top rohan said we start at the bottom right i was like no we don't have to do that for that's Let's let's give the people what they're looking for up top, and we're, we're going to win them over so much that they're enthralled when we get to Robin Lopez. People probably will be interested to hear what we have to say about Robin Lopez at this point. Negative 10. I'm kidding. We'll see. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo started last season at 34. Kind of Fitting. a cutesy thing from us, yeah. Ended at 56. Uh, if you were wondering, de- yes, definitely the highest of any Bucks player ever on the Bucks stock market. Where do we want to start, Giannis? Are we gonna? Are we doing? Infl- does inflation exist on the Bucks stock market? The numbers I keep mean, going up. I mean, we shouldn't. We shouldn't do that. Every year is kind of a reset, right? Yeah. Yep. So I don't think we should start him directly at fifty six. I think we should have like sort of like a, if we want to keep it relative, we should start him around the similar point last year because. What do we think about Giannis coming into this year compared to what we thought about him coming into last year? Do we think differently? I'll, I'll ask you that question. Do you think differently of Giannis coming into this year than last year? I think he's going to have a better year this year than last year. Okay, but what about right now? Yeah. Right now, you think he's better than he was last season? I think he's going to grow Coming better. into last season. I know, but I'm talking about this singular point in time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I do. Okay. That's fair. Why? Uh, I think what Dame is going to open up for him on offense is going to make him look amazing on offense. And I think because of that, defensively, we're going to see a better. And he's going to have to do more defensively. I, I think he's going to be more involved on both ends and able to do more. I mean, I think the games we've seen him in the preseason, he's obliterated everything. Like he's been a- incredible. And I think he's only going to get better 
as he gets used to this offense and these teammates. He has, he has been the one that's been like basically the point guard. He's been bringing the ball up the floor most possessions. And that, however, is something that we did not think was going to happen with Dame in the fold. I'm not. Uh, people are really mad about this. I, I don't care who brings the ball up. I mean, that's valid. Like, Do you think Dame should have the ball more, though? Yeah, I think he will, too. More than Giannis? Oh, uh, I think he should be involved in actions as much. I think that's valid. I mean, I think I think he's going to end up taking a lot of shots. I, I think there's he's older and has more miles than Giannis. I I think by I think what I really care about is the end of games. If he has the ball in his hands, that's more important to me. And I think he should be involved in a bunch of actions. But if they can spare his legs and just use him to open up a bunch of space for everyone else, which seems like the plan for a lot of the regular season, I don't have an issue with that. I, I think he'll have the ball more as he gets more comfortable and gets going. But I'm not mad that it's not like he doesn't look like Chris Paul out there dribbling the ball up every possession and everyone just stands around and then they go do their thing and they just wait on Dame. Like I I like the way they're doing it. I think this is a controversial take at the moment, but I'm not overly concerned about it partially because I think as he gets his legs under him and gets used to everything, he'll have the ball in his hands a bit more. But I don't need to – I don't need him to bring the ball up every time. I don't care about that at all. I've seen people got very mad about that after the last preseason game. And it's just like which if, is which is why I bring it up. I think I'm mostly in agreement with you, but I just yeah. wanted to address yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I'm glad you brought it up because I wanted to talk about it and I kind of forgot. And well, I mean, Damon Yadis, we might as well do it at the same time because these are going to be the highest two. Um, spoiler alert. I, I'm Ooh, guessing not for me. Really? No, I'm kidding. Oh, OK. <laughs> um, but like if Yadis dribbles the ball up and then like Dame sets a screen for him and pops like I, that's an amazing possession. I don't care. Like I'm not Dame has to bring the ball up before they do that. It, it doesn't matter. Giannis can dribble the ball up the floor. He's still Giannis. I, I kind of think there's a shiny new toy thing with Dame. And it's fair on one side because Dame is Dame and he's awesome. Giannis is still Giannis though. Like, I know he said he'll set 40 screens. I think he will set a lot of screens. Like, I, I don't need Giannis to play like DeAndre Jordan just because they got Dame. I, I, if people expected that, I, I don't know what I don't know what planet you're on. He's still Giannis. Like, he's, he's better. He is. He is the better player. Like, um, and it's his team, and yes. he's more in his prime. Like, I don't know. I think the whole thing is way overblown because we literally haven't seen him play a real game yet anyway. I want to hear your thoughts in full. But I just – this whole thing, I've just been like, we just want to be mad? Like, why is this – like, I saw people pissed. Like, the offense is broken. So we, the offense isn't even formed. <laughs> the offense – they don't know what they're doing on <laughs> offense. Terry just left. Terry's what? gone. <laughs> What's that? What's that? That vibe with like a guy trying to set the fire. It's like <laughs> he's trying to move. <laughs> yeah, he's like put it in reverse, Terry. <laughs> reverse, Terry. Yeah. That's what Terry did. <laughs> yeah, he's okay. <laughs> he took that too. He took that too much to heart. Oh, I should have tweeted that after you left. <laughs> oh, you would have joined about five hundred other people who tweeted it. I hate to break. Oh, your heart. did they? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's really that's, that's been around. Oh, yeah. Dang oh, yeah. It. I wasn't. I don't think I was really on Twitter that did. Uh, but uh, yeah, my thoughts, I think, are pretty much in lockstep with you in that I think I think most of the concern comes from the fact that like Giannis during like his uh, pre like his media days, like, yeah, of course, Dean's going to have the ball in his hands more. Of course, of course. And it's like, oh, what's going on here? I think it's just a guy like, first of all, those comments are going to come like into fruition during the regular season and when games actually matter, like the postseason, not during preseason, especially when Dame is trying to get his legs under him. Like you had mentioned earlier, Dame alluded to that. Uh, I think in interviews and social media where it's like, yeah, he he hasn't had a full off season. He wasn't at a team facility like uh, Joe Cronin was like surprised. He had a 
what was it like a standoff with Joe Cronin when he showed up to the facility? It's like, oh, what are you doing here, sort of thing? Not actually, but like mentally. Um, so yeah, he's just getting his game, getting into game shape. So it's like, yeah, you don't want to overtax a guy who's trying to get into game shape. But I do agree. Yeah, Giannis is the better player. Obviously, he's going to need the ball more, and he's because he is the better player. Like we had just talked about, he should be the one finishing plays. He should be the one who should be like doing the majority of the scoring, doing the majority of the assisting, doing like a lot of the playmaking. I do understand what it, a lot of fans are coming from. Where it's like you acquire a guy like Damian Lillard. You want to utilize him to his fullest capacity because he's Damian freaking Lillard. Like you want him to be him. But also it's like it's a thing you got to get used to. And the thing the Bucks are used to in general is Giannis just dominating the ball. And yeah, you're going to need to slowly incorporate Dame, not just immediately, because that goes against the crux of the whole team. Like, this is Giannis's team. It's been that way for the last, like, a decade. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just... And also, yeah. like, if if Dame's barely bringing the ball up and, and, you know, as a secondary guy a lot of the time in, like, December, maybe I'll be worried. I just think, you know, it's it's mid-October. Like, it's... He wasn't in a facility at all until three weeks ago. I, I, I just I, – I don't think this is the final form of the offense. I don't think that's how teams really work. So um, I think it's all over. But anyway, Giannis's stock price. What do you think? We have to come to terms. We can't just say our own we like we did know. for the playoffs. I was pod. thinking 37. Mm, can I get you up to 40? How about 39? 38. I'll go down because I don't like 39 as a number. <laughs> You're a really bad negotiator. Well, just in this okay, I mean, I'll, take, I'll take 38. I don't lose anything. <laughs> so, so, so four higher than he started last year. So, again, we're not, we're not saying he's worse than he was at the end of last season, but it's a progression. And, I mean, if we start him at 56, he either goes crazy high, we don't get to give Giannis any upstocks, and that's not fun. So that's kind of yeah. built in here. Exactly. Like you don't want to go too high. Like if we if we started him at like fifty six, his first game you might go down. Like just yeah. because the stock price is so high. And just to be clear, we do stocks based on their value. So yeah. it's like Giannis playing at a fifty six and going down would not be the same as like Lindell Wigginton going up from three. Like those are different values. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you have to take that into account as well. Exactly. So now let's talk about Damian Lillard. So obviously, Dame not on the Bucks last year, if you uh, were not aware. If you want a point of reference, Drew Holiday, the point guard traded away for Dame, ended last year at 50 on the Bucks stock market. So really got up there to Giannis level, of course, picking up a lot of slack for Chris Middleton. Great regular season. Yeah. Amazing yep. regular season. He was an all-star for the first time in a decade. Like. If I say let's leave it at that, are Celtics fans going to say we don't respect the legends again? I think so. Well, too bad. Bad postseason. How dare you? <laughs> Why don't you want Lauren Holiday to be happy, Rohan? Because <laughs> oh what you said tells me you don't, and you don't value her humanity and the family. So that's pretty well, messed listen, up. I value you. Lauren Holiday more than Drew Holiday. <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> Um, what? What? So Dame, Dame, Dame below Giannis is thirty-eight. How much below is the? What question? did Drew start at last season? Well, now I gotta, I gotta scroll back. Oh, so you really, you really <laughs> kind of cooked me with that. Didn't see that question coming. 
Uh, 25. 25, and he rose up to 50. Basically, he doubled he did. his valuation over the start of the season. I think we might have slotted him too low yeah. to start the season. Again, because we were left with a sour taste in our mouths after the playoffs. Yep. Uh, sorry, Lauren Holiday, I guess. Yeah, how dare uh, you. <laughs> uh, I think a solid starting point for Dame, because he is a higher caliber player than Drew Holiday. Yeah. And since we started Drew too low last year, I'd set a Dame at like 32. I was thinking 32 as well. I don't want it to be too close, but also, I mean, it's kind of, I mean, hopefully it's kind of close to Giannis. I, I, I hope we set him a little back and then Dame kind of catches up to Giannis, is my hope for the yeah, season. I, I think 32 we, is. I good. might even go 31, but 32 works. Yeah, I like 32. Again, Let's it's, do it. it's, I think we have to bake in. As good as he was last year, he's never had a supporting cast like this, yada, yada. So he should, he should in theory, look even better. I'd say this. Seen some active hands from Damian defensively. I'll tell you what. Yeah, I, I really I really have seen that as well. He's trying out there. Like you can't fault. Like he, he genuinely is trying. And this yeah. is the same thing that we talked – like that you had talked about with Giannis on the defensive end. He's going to have less of a burden on the offensive end, which leads to him being more active on the defensive end. Same could be said for Dame. He himself has said this, uh, I believe, at Media Day, where it's like, yeah, I, I don't have to carry the entire yeah. offense. So he I kind of brought actually... it up. I thought it was really interesting that he said that. And he said, like, yeah, I can do more defensively. Yeah. I mean, he's he's never going to be, like, the best defender, obviously, because of his size. But he, yeah. I think he has, like, the same wingspan as Drew or something ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I think Yeah, I think he has, like, a 6'8 wingspan, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, wow. I could be wrong. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Um but yeah, it's just like he can't try again. He's not. He's never going to be the best. I don't even think he's going to get to the level of a guy like Steph defensively. Who's by the way, like I know you know this because you know ball. But like Steph is like a solid defender now. He does have a six eight wingspan. <laughs> oh good, I'm not just making things up. Okay. No, wow, um, didn't know that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So if like, I think Dame can actually improve on the defensive end. 
And, Has anyone uh, looked at his smaller at a six four frame with a six eight wingspan than Damian Lillard? <laughs> I feel like, I, and I've, I'm guilty of this too. I'm like, oh, the little guy Dame, and it's like, wait, he's way taller than me. <laughs> not way. He's like two inches taller than. I am not six two. I appreciate you. Uh, he is a good four inches taller than me. You're not six foot six one. You're canonically six one. That's true. He's three inches taller than me, but when he's got shoes on, he might be more like four. Anyway. Um, he's got those freak fives that Giannis gave him. There we go. Love that. I got to get some freaks, dude. No, I, I just love that Dame was like happily accepting them. Dame, he's having a great time, which you know, I, which is weird. No, but he's an Adidas guy. Oh, that's true. Well, he's made some changes in his life. Did you did you see the did you see that video Giannis tweeted about him giving everyone the freak fives? I haven't seen it actually. Oh, so this was part of that video. And it's like Chris and Pat get theirs first. And Pat's like, you got one for Dalla? Like, they're both, like, surprised yeah. that Dame had one. And Dame's like, hey, man, I really appreciate this. I pre-. <laughs> and he said, like, can I get you? Obviously, he can't wear them on the court. Ever. Yeah. Uh, but he's like, oh, can I get your good signature? So it's like I can have these. And and Giannis, in, his, in fairness, was like, hey, I got to get some of yours, too. So it's yeah, like yeah. a mutual respect thing there. That makes sense. Is Dame on a lifetime deal? Could Dame no, go over I believe to, I is, believe his contract is up after next season. Put some dots together for me, yeah. real quick. Future I'll put Nike some dots athlete. in the sense that uh, the the Bucks hallway is literally Nike logo and Giannis logo just, in the tunnel. It's <laughs> like, worth considering. Um, maybe he'll join Skechers. Yeah, it'll be like Julius Randle. So it's Joel Embiid, which oh yeah, I forgot which, which, but, joining. USA and Skechers in the same summer. I don't know if there's a least inspiring summer you could have. Bro, my my man's going to have the best like uh, five-inch inseam pink shorts cookout of all time. <laughs> but who, the three – so it was it was Embiid, Randall. Who was the third guy? They, I remember it being very funny. It's like this is the best, best third guy you could get. Oh, I don't remember. Skechers NBA. Hold on, I gotta I gotta find this because it is like, like the guys, the third guy they announced was very very funny. Oh, Sporting News just put those two in the headline. Dang it, Sporting News. Where is Mar- this? It's got to be like Marvin Bagley or something. It's better than Marvin Bagley, but it is very funny. Um, and I need to find Terrence it. Terrence Man. It's Terrence Mann. Dude, like what? <laughs> Terrence Mann? Yeah, I mean, I, if, how if sick you want to get James Harden of reading about Terrence Mann, by the way. He's so sick. <laughs> if you want to get a guy to rival Nike, though, who's like the biggest Nike athlete right now? Uh, LeBron, Giannis. It is LeBron. I yeah. assume it's LeBron. You know who's 5 and 0 against LeBron in his career? Oh, Terrence Mann. Terrence Mann. I mean, think about just for SEO, and you can add a guy named Man. That's got to be good. Oh yeah, absolutely. Skechers Man. That's him. That's him now. <laughs> Skechers. <laughs> Move over, Terrence. Your name is Skechers. Skechers. What were we talking about? Thirty-two. Uh, well, yeah, we 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 finalized Dame. Uh, we're talking about him because we're excited to. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, there's going to be a more traditional Bucks season preview coming later this week. Uh, crossover pod with our friends. From winning six. So look out if you're saying, hey, this is kind of this weird. Probably no one's saying that because they like it. But we're going to have a deep, deep dive on the Bucks coming very soon. So you've got that too. Double double previews this week. Here's going to be a trickier one. I think Chris Middleton. I think this is going to be the most divisive one. We'll see. Started at 22. 
ended at 27, obviously just because just didn't play much and didn't look super inspiring in his regular season games played. Did add five, though, in that. Oh, what are you thinking? You said it's going to be divisive. 22. Just going to keep him the same. Yeah. Hmm. I might even go 20. No, I'm going to fight think, you to at least okay. keep him at 22. I will say this. First of all, we are we are a very pro Chris Middleton podcast. Well, at least so one of us. Is. I don't know. I am so. very pro Chris Middleton, we'll so I don't know yeah. what you're trying to say, Ty. Uh, I'm a, we are we are both very pro Chris Middleton on this podcast. So this is not just a full anti Chris slander here. Chris is going to be relegated in his offensive role. He he just he is he absolutely is. Does that make him uh, less valuable? I think I'm, for this it does. Oh, I don't know. And. He only played like what eighteen games last season, regular season. Yeah, we have to factor like injuries in because it's been the last couple of years of injuries. But he was more hurt going into last season. He was, but he also just got an offensive powerhouse, and he's lost a step defensively again. Yeah, before he fixed his knee, I, I would. I was going to say, say even like 20, preseason. I was going to say great. like twenty five, but I'll let you talk me back into twenty two. I think 22 is fair. I think I think he's going to make this look silly. I hope he does. I'm yeah. I'm I again either I'm right or Chris Middleton's really good. So I it's a win-win. Yeah. It was like me and Joe Ingles. You do like putting yourself in these situations. It's great. <laughs> it's amazing. I don't know why you keep letting me. <laughs> well, I I'm just high on the bucks, I guess. I'll stay. I'll go with twenty-two. I think it is fair. I think he does. I think he will rise quickly. I think he does. It is fair to say to make him do it, basically. Yeah, prove us wrong. Because we know he can. That my yeah. like Chris Middleton is out here posting thirst traps. Like yeah, he like is. anything's possible nowadays. He's he's hungry for he's hungry for the buck stock market up stocks. He is. I, I hear that's what they talk about after games. It's like that's they it. immediately go to the Eurostep podcast account and see. We what the, are the PFF of the Milwaukee Bucks. They all probably know. hate us. Yeah, I've seen Thanasis tweet out like those upstock uh, emojis before. So it's like I do see a lot of. It's people, obviously a reference. I do see a lot of people doing stock up, stock down stuff now. Hey, it's all you, man. You started this. I mean, I don't want to say it, but you did. I did. I do want to say it. I did. Anyway, Ty Windage <laughs> stock up. Uh, Rohan Cotty also stock up. Brooke Lopez, 35 up stocks last year. Started at 10, which just looks silly now. Ends at 45. I mean, I got to think higher than Chris. I think so. I'd say put him at around. I'd say maybe I'd be fine putting him along with Chris or like a 24. I, I just... I mean, certainly not going to be ten again. Also, That's last obvious. year, last year was an, a magical season for Brooklyn. It was. Do we think he keeps that same level? No, but we're not putting him at forty-five. I know, I know, but I'm just saying, like, do we think he has the ability to rise like that again? I think he deserves credit for that more than skepticism that he can you do know it what? again. That's that's valid. That's because valid. What number are you thinking? I'm thinking like twenty-four, twenty-five. Honestly, that twenty-five. Twenty-five works for me. And again, maybe maybe he doesn't get as many up stocks, but I think the big fella. You could talk me into twenty-six. Let's let's just say twenty-five. Let's let's not get carried away, because he is. I do. I I again. I I know. I said I don't want to punish him for having a good year last year, 
I also don't want to make the expectation that he's a top two defensive player of the year finisher every year, but he did hold that level all season. He might be top one with Jaron having to play full-time center. That's true. Um, And also their team falling apart around them. Steven Adams out for the year. Yeah, sorry to – couldn't yeah, just feels awful for Stephen Adams. Yeah, but I mean that the Grizzlies are. I mean, I it's like their be, under it's, before. It's, it's, fir, it's first option, Jaron Jackson Jr. at the five, and then Bain, Xavier Tillman. They're saying Santi Aldama is going to play center. I don't think Santi Aldama is a center personally, but we'll see. Maybe Santi Aldama proves me. That's already enough Santi Aldama for the podcast. I think twenty five. Looks like, looks like for Dwight Bob. Howard's making a comeback. <laughs> oh, get back! Saw, get saw, back I, on the next plane from Taiwan. I saw what was it? Fast break breakfast, great Grizzlies content. Yeah, they were like Marc Gasol's only thirty eight. I was like, man, you guys are in mud. <laughs> well, when <laughs> six down, eight, horrendous. When, when either Jaron or six eight Xavier Tillman is your only center options, it's not ideal. Yeah, Brandon Clark missing. He's out for well. a lot of the year, I would think. Because yeah. that was like, what was that playoffs or just late in the year that he? I think it was late in the year. Yeah, mid to late in the year that he tore his Achilles. Yeah, that's a, that's a brutal one. Um, but yeah, 25 for Brooke Lopez, I, I think is good. Just a bit above Chris. The, he will be the third highest on the team. I feel very strongly about saying that. And I mean, listen, uh, nobody really started close to 25 outside of the big three last year. So I think it, it's a big, it's a, it's still a big jump for Brooke. I think it's a deserved one, but also I don't want to put him like too close to Dame. Cause I mean, I love Brooke. There are levels to this. Dame is Dame. Yeah, <laughs> that's all that needs to be said. That is all that needs to be said. I so, love. First of all, I also love the vibe. Like you said, the vibes were off, which is also a like fair at the start of the podcast. But I just love like the the videos of the guys just embracing Dame time. Oh yeah, yeah, and even Dame like making in that the half video. Quarter. Yeah, exactly. And even that video I was talking about earlier, it's like uh, Pat calling him Dalla. <laughs> just, I guess that's just what they call him. It's just fun. I want to clarify. I don't think the vibes in the team are bad at all. No, I, I, I understand. Yes. No, but I know. But I'm glad you said it because I think it's a good clarification. I don't think the team is like, oh, Terry Stotts. Like, I think they're super excited. I think they're realistic about, you know, taking a little time to mesh. But I don't think there's anything wrong within the team. I think it's like. And I think some of it may be Wisconsin, other Wisconsin sports permeating. I watched Wisconsin volleyball on Saturday night. Amazing game against Nebraska. Let me set the scene for you. Two 18-0 teams. Number one and number two in the country. Incredible game. Goes to the fifth set. Heartbreaking loss. But as my first time watching volleyball, I was like, this is a great sport to watch. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what, I'm terrible at volleyball and therefore do not like it, but it yeah. is fun to watch. I, I can serve a little bit. I cannot return the ball at all. I don't know how I can't, they do I it. Just, I cannot play basketball, uh, volleyball, and I don't understand why. I, I, I just, like usually like I can pick like pick up a sport and like not embarrass myself. I at. think it's really different than a lot of other sports. Volleyball, I will embarrass myself. At. Well, I think and it's half. a whole different like no other sport. You're like, let me use my like my forearms to accurately hit a ball. It's a it's totally crazy. different skill. It's set. so difficult. Yeah. And no, my teammates were like, oh yeah, you're you're you you're decently tall. You have long arms. Just go play at the net. No, bad. Yeah, because if you time ball. it wrong, you're just you're hitting it into the net. You're just killing. Yeah. It's hard. Yep. Volleyball's hard. Yeah, respect to people who can actually do it. Real <laughs> like respect. Nebraska and Wisconsin. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing game to watch. Anyway, uh don't know where 
where that came from necessarily. <laughs> um, so on the sheet order, I put Pat and Bobby because I put the sheet together a while ago. I think we should do Malik Beasley next. Okay. Because he is going to be the fifth starter. And I think that yep. it's only right to, to – actually, maybe his value won't be higher than those two, even if he is the fifth starter. Maybe not. But I do think let's, let's go with him next because he is going to be a starter. So for reference, Pat started 14, ended 17. Not a good regular season for Pat last year. Good playoffs, though. Bobby started 14 and ended 28. And because you will ask me, Grayson Allen ended Thank 21 you. and started 10. So we actually started Grayson below Pat and Bobby. So maybe we will do the same for Malik. We'll see. I don't think 10 is right. I'll say that from no, the jump. 10 is not right. I don't think he's going to be as high as Grayson got to. I think uh, he could. I think he could get there, but I'm not going to put him there now. Uh, again, yeah. it's I think, I, and I don't want to say this a billion times over this week. Preseason is preseason for the good and the bad. Like you can't, you can't just formulate ironclad opinions on a three to five game sample of preseason basketball. For sure, it's like people will point to the fact. I think he was tied for the most made threes in preseason with seventeen. I mean, that may be that. I think that could hold up. He's going to be the league leader in three side. Is that what you're saying? Potentially, yeah. I do not think that is going to happen. I mean, um, is it? I'm, it oh, I mean, it'll be Steph. It's the non-Steph. Yes, the non-Steph say. leader. Yeah, it'll it'll be Steph. It'll be a guy like maybe Buddy. Um, See, I, I think Malik could credibly do it with Bud. I mean, Buddy's got the weird contract thing, and his team's not as good. Bane's probably going to beat him out. Yeah. Bane's going to be chucking it, and deservedly so. He's Jordan one of the best Poole. shooters in the league. Jordan Poole is going to lead the league in scoring. Every it's every ridiculous. every offensive category except the efficiency ones. And assists. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> see that thing with, uh, what was it, Denny Avia? Yeah. Well, did you see he, he ended up bearing out right because Poole was like one for 19 or something insane the next game? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Zards. But Malik Beasley, I think a fair point to start him out, especially because we have Chris at 22, Brooke at 25. I think 15. Yeah, I was going to say 14 or 15. Hmm. I'll get, yeah, I'll go 14. That works. I think 14. I, I Actually, the more I think about it, I do think we're going to have some of these other guys a little higher. I think that's fair because they were better, not just not just because they were with the Bucks, but like Bobby and maybe not Pat. Certainly Bobby had a better regular season last year than Malik Beasley, and it wasn't close. So positionally, Malik is, of course, especially important. But let's go to Bobby Portis next. This is an interesting one. He started 14, ended 28. So we started he and Pat the same. And Bobby rose a lot. Really, really good regular season. Second and sixth man of the year voting. Kind of think kind of like a similar year. I do think it would make sense for Bobby to start higher. Also, with the way Robin Lopez looked, um, that big depth is going to be crucial. So it, it's Oof. another big year for Bobby. Um, yeah, I think it, it Bobby's poised to be to have a big year, like he said, uh, as he has said the last like two years, I believe. Um, or last year, not two years, but then Brooke got hurt. He does want to win six man of the year. Like yeah. that's a goal for him. Um, and he came second last year, lost He's it a out winner. Brogdon? Yeah. Yeah, Brogdon. Hilariously. Yeah. Um, I thought it was going to be quickly for a second. I was like, no. No. Um, I say as I go out of focus again. (laughs) But I think Bobby, a good place to start him out, is probably a little higher than Malik Beasley. Yeah. I was thinking like like 16, 17 is good. 
I like 17 for Bobby. Yeah, I think 17 is fair. I mean, start him off higher than he did last year because he did have a great regular season. Yeah. And um, not a bad playoffs by any stretch, really, compared no. to the rest of the books. Uh, I am interested to see. I feel like he has not – he's shot away even more than taking from taking threes. I don't love that. I think it, it, it it's more accommodated on this roster though, right? Mm-hmm. Like switching Drew for Dame means if Bobby wants to be a role man and shoot a bunch of mid-range jumpers – I think you're probably okay with that now. I think you are too, because you have more shooters around you. Theoretically, you have more I shooters think around. Way you. more. I mean, everyone except Giannis, who's going to play, is going to be a plus shooter. I, mean, I guess we'll get to like Marjan, maybe Crowder, Andre Jackson, but like the the heavy rotation minutes, guys. Yeah, that's fair. That's valid. You want you want to have some interior threat. I wouldn't even be opposed to him getting to the rim more. Like that's something yeah. he tried to do more last season than ever, and he may not be the best at it. That, but, that that drive again, the one drive in preseason, the one he he didn't take the three he should have, but he did get to the rim. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, so I think seventeen's fair. Pat Connaughton. Pat Connaughton. This is going to be an interesting one because he started last year at fourteen, ended at seventeen. I say as I need to figure out my camera. Yeah. Um, it's like he didn't have the best regular season at all, like you no. had mentioned earlier. Not a great regular season at all, and I think he might be. He has a chance to be lost in the shuffle here. I think. This oh, season. I don't know about that. I don't think he will. To be clear, he was I don't last think year, he though. Will. So not a crazy thing to say. I, I mean, he do got think he has a chance. He does have a chance though, because they have so many guys around him. Like you have, you have boss man Jay Crowder. We should say that again. Yeah. <laughs> sort of a segment. Uh, I feel so bad for that one. He was in the chat. Did you see on the, on no, the live? Didn't. We did. Oh, he thanked me for for clarifying. Oh, perfect! Amazing. Yeah. Um. But like, yeah, like because Bossman is poised to maybe have a bigger role. Um, you got guys like Marjon, you got Andre Jackson Jr. who can sort of come into the fold. Like you have these rangy guys on the roster, and depending on it, how Adrian Griffin approaches this, because he is very, very different in in the way Bud approached it. I think Adrian Griffin has talked about how he wants his young guys to play to get that experience in the regular season, and that may lead to guys like Pat getting shuffled out. So. I might start lower than 14. I disagree. Okay. I, I don't think. You think he's the same? He's going to have the same, like, same as Malik Beasley? I would say one higher. Really? Tell me why. Well, the regular season wasn't great, but the playoffs were still ideal. And I still think Pat, I, I still think he's just good is, is the main reason. I think he is a good team defender, even though he didn't have the greatest moments in the playoffs. I think he's a consistent clutch shooter. I think we've seen him do some fun short roll stuff. He's been driving more in the preseason. I just think he's a good all-around player. He's still going to be important. And, I mean, he had a probably an equal regular season to Malik Beasley in a much better playoffs, all things considered, even though, again, Malik was on a different team. The Bucks are a wholly different team. I was going to say 15 for Pat. I might go, I might go 14. I'll settle with you on 14 because you said you were thinking about going lower. I'm okay with starting in the same as, as Beasley. Yeah, because again, these are these are guys who could like in theory like switch places during the season, maybe. Yeah, I mean it's it's I was just thinking it's gonna be really fun to track how those 14s evolve over the course of the season for both guys. And this is I really like the Buck stock market, not just as like a tool for us to I think it's you know, I think it's good for the listeners. Personally, I love going at different points in the season and looking at the changes and looking at like 
because you know you i feel like it's so easy to get locked in the present and you kind of oh I, I forgot we were really low on that guy coming in he gained like 10 in in three weeks like he really rose fast that kind of stuff fascinates me so i these two guys i'm gonna love to see how they evolve hopefully love to see how both evolve over the year i'll be really interested to see it um for sure rohan tomorrow as people listen to this not as we record it but this week the nba season is here which means you now have a chance to 100 times your cash on daily fantasy basketball basketball has never been more exciting than it is now with players like Giannis Antetokounmpo Damian Lillard these other guys like Steph Curry LeBron James Luka Doncic Kevin Durant sure I guess Chris Middleton I would put in that group personally Brooke Lopez Brooke Lopez for sure what you should do, what you can do and should do, is pick more or less on stats for each of these stars, again, all on roughly equal footing, in categories like points, rebounds, three-pointers, steals, double-doubles, and more for up to a 100 times payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right and you could win big. Use promo code EUROSTEP, G-Y-R-O-S-T-E-P, no space, EUROSTEP, for, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Listen, Sleeper is where it's at. So you've got to use Sleeper. Operational in 25 states currently. Wisconsin is one of them. I mean, it's a good place to make your picks, isn't it, Ty? It's a great place to make picks. We we did make picks. We are going to share our picks each week with Sleeper, who is hanging out with us during this NBA season for at least a portion of it. So do you want to share yours first? I said I have a secret. I didn't share mine with you yet. Yeah, I haven't finalized my picks because I, I want to make another one. So one fun thing about Sleeper is they have these promo picks sometimes. And yeah. it's like uh, uh, they, one one of them that's really easy and simple to make is Clay Thompson. It's like, is he going to score more or less than half a point? Yeah, that's and that's easy money. That's easy. You're going to pick the over on that, or I'm going to pick the over on that, excuse me. And also, one thing I went with was Quentin Grimes also had an over-under of a half for blocks. I went under. That was a sneaky one for me because this man, he's, he's 6'5". He only had like 26 or 27 blocks in the entirety of the last regular season. I went under on that. Another one I went with was Clint Capella getting uh, over half a block, so getting a block. Um, the Hawks are going to need it for sure. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. That's a good one. So my sleeper, my higher lowers, I also did the clay one. I mean, 0.5 points for clay. If clay does go lower than that, I'm pretty concerned, but we'll, hopefully not. If he doesn't score. Yeah, that, that's, that's not ideal for, for Golden State. I did, a, I did a Suns double down. I did KD and Booker. It was the higher lower was 1.5 threes made, and I took higher on both. So if KD and Booker both both sink two threes, I'm clear. I I like that enough. Yeah, that's fair. I it's not as fair. researched as yours. I just said, I just said good good basketballers make make threes. That's what I went for with, and I feel good about that. Not a slam dunk like Clay's, but very very doable. Hmm. But anyway, sleeper more than five million active users, safe, fast, easy withdrawals. You know, you got to get new. And also, we've been using Sleeper for fantasy leagues as well. I actually, yeah. this is a true story. So, buddy Shu, I know this sounds very Bill Simmons of me. But my buddy Shu asked me if I wanted to get in on a fantasy league. 
Shout out Shu. Yeah, shout out Shu. And I was like, is it is it a sleeper, like a pick every week, or is it ESPN nine cat or whoever else nine cat? And he's like, oh, it's not sleeper. It's the categories. You have to set lineups every day. I was like, I'm not doing that. That's not for me. Sorry. But anyway, thanks to Sleeper for supporting the show. Very much appreciate it. And hopefully our hires go higher and our lowers go lower. Rohan is anti-Quentin Grimes, we learned. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, sure. I'll be anti-Quentin Grimes. Sorry, Knicks fans. <laughs> like, pretty, <laughs> it's a pretty safe position to stake out. I sure. Think. I guess I'm a Clint Capella stan. Yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of am. I actually think people are too low on Clint Capella. But anyway. I think he's too low on Clint Capella because he's too short to be a center. But... Um, well, luckily they have Onyeka Kongu coming up behind him there in Atlanta. So all the another undersized center. Yeah, uh, boss man nine nine Jay Crowder. I think is this logical place to go next. Is I think the next guy will be in the rotation the most. Started we gave him ten mid year. Kind of just gave him the the Brook Lopez Grayson Allen position. Ends up at fifteen. Then of course we didn't factor in the playoffs because it was kind of a different deal. But and we also didn't have a unified pick, so we couldn't but was pretty much a consensus minus four for the playoffs. So that kind of brings him back down to that 10-11. I feel like he's gained some ground in the team, but fans and, and analysts are still skeptical. Where are you at on Jay Crowder, Rohan? I think I'm a little higher on him coming into the season, which is very funny considering how I felt about him at the end of last season um, and as free agency rolled around. One, because I didn't think he was uh, going to come back for a minimum uh, to this team. And two, it's like, yeah, just the playoffs left a sour taste in everyone's mind. But after the Damian Lillard trade, after after Drew Holiday was traded away, defense became more of a premium. Uh, you need guys like that. And Jake Crowder has the opportunity to seize a role that's in front of him. I was advocating for him earlier in the season as a potential fifth, earlier in the offseason, I should say, as a potential fifth starter yeah. for this team. I think I'm a bit higher than him than most. I higher on him than yeah, most. Yeah. Um, and even with that, I might go with like an 11. Oh, wow. That was a pump fake. I thought you were going to throw him in the 14. No, I think, I think at 11, especially considering what we saw in the postseason last season, which was an absolute abject disaster. Uh, yeah, I think 11, you could say 12. I'd be fine with 12. Let's do 12. I think so. 11 was about where he would be. If you factor in the playoff stocks from 10 to 15 back down to the 10, 11. But I think his stay, his place within the team and everything has improved a, a little bit enough. I think, and I think he's got to be so motivated given he had to take vet men. I, I do think we're going to have a good year, but I, I think it's fair to put him under these other guys. And, and again, it's kind of another prove it stock. So I like 12 for, for Jay Crowder. Uh, what do you want to do campaign next and then get to the, the young wing group? Sure. Let's do campaign. Um, it's a weird spot for him considering yeah. the Bucks just like ended the season last season without a backup point guard. Yeah, we don't have a good, I mean, Ingles would, I guess, be the closest frame of reference, but a very weird case given he was like, what was it, torn ACL to start the year? So we didn't really he know did. what to do with him. Yeah. We started him at two 
probably because of you. And he ended at seven. Wait, wait, okay. Was I wrong? Well, two ended up being low. Was I was I wrong? You weren't that far off. Yeah. I mean, two was still pretty low. I know. I'm just saying. Was I think I it was a fair thing, though. Was I, mean, I was I wrong about Joe Ingles? You were a little bit wrong about Joe Ingles. Was I mostly right about Joe Ingles? You were half right about Joe Ingles. I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he could still play. He got 20 mil from the Magic. For yeah. Some I mean, <laughs> you get 20 mil from Orlando, you're doing something right. I've never done. You that. are tall. Uh, <laughs> maybe some other things about you. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially with that ownership. Yeah. Um, but campaign. But campaign. He's going to have a role on this. I feel all right about campaign. I feel all right about him. I'm thinking I don't like ten. Bad. I'm thinking ten. Little I was going to say Crowder. nine. Little under Crowder. I think he's been a good NBA player on very good teams. He has. He's also had some bad years on good NBA teams. He was also at one point called the worst player in the NBA, but that was a long time ago. I don't think that has to factor in as much. I could yeah. see nine. I just, he's not good. This is where I'm torn with campaign because it's like, I don't, I genuinely don't know if he's going to be a mainstay in the rotation or not. Oh, I think he for sure is. Okay, then let's go 10. Because uh, he's, he's the guy, a backup point guard. And I, think I know, his, but the, we, we speed, also know that the Bucks don't need a point backup point guard. Maybe they do now. Well, maybe. Okay, I shouldn't say that. We know they can function without a backup point guard. I, I think he's going to be in the rotation, if healthy, all year. Unless Ty Ty is averaging 50 and 30 for the herd or something, which hopefully that'd be fun for me covering those games. Um, but I, I think 10 is good. I think a lot of the numbers are a little higher than they were last year. So I'm not saying he's at like where Grayson was last year. I'd say just a little bit behind that. And I think that's fair. Bucksflation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I think you've convinced me. This is where it's going to get interesting here. The young wings. Okay, who do you want to start with first? Got to do Marjan. Just had the game of the preseason, his game of the preseason at least, was great against Memphis, has had an incredibly up and down preseason, which is kind of how his regular seasons go as well. I, I think I'm most interested, honestly, to see how we end up comparing Marjan to Andre Jackson Jr. I think that's going to be like the Malik and Pat, fascinating pair to track throughout the year. But what are your initial thoughts on Marjan, who is like maybe in the rotation? That's that's the thing. We don't know realistically. It's been an up and down preseason, which is fair considering he's that up and down play like you talked about. I, I'm, I'm a Marjan guy. You, you everyone, everyone knows this. Like, Since I, before I, day one. Since before, literally since before day one, um, I am the reason he is on the Bucks. John Horst is yes. a big fan of the podcast. Uh, thank you, Hopefully. John Horst. Yeah, we will talk about it. Uh, your stocks later. Yeah. Um, but Marjan, it's just it's so difficult for me to project because even though there's a new coaching staff who likes to play young guys, it's still like you don't know. You don't have a firm grasp on. I don't think he's outplayed. The guys potentially ahead of him, like Pat, like Bossman, like like Malik Beasley, who's a starter. Yeah, I, he hasn't outplayed those guys. Like, sure, he's done some scoring, but like, I just I don't know. It's it's either here, or it's not. You don't know what you're getting on a game to game basis. Like, I don't think he's outplayed the guys next to him, much less the guys in front of him. Who are, who are the guys next to him? 
Andre Jackson Jr., AJ Green. I think he has. I don't. I think AJ Green. I think Andre Jackson Jr. had a better preseason. I think he did because we had lower expectations. I just think he did. I just think he was better out there in the aggregate than than Marjon. Marjon's highs were higher, but they were. I think his median was lower. Slightly. I'm not saying clears. Or I guess I'm saying he's better. I'm not saying like way better. I don't know. I'd still think Marjan's above a guy like Ajax. Like you think over an 82-game season, based on what we saw, like I won't even say that, based on the five games that we saw, however many each played, Marjan helped the Bucks win more, was more valuable than Ajax. Yes. And the sum of all them, interesting. I would say that. I would, I would say, say Ajax. He can do, he can, I feel like he can do more. I don't know if I agree with that. I I know I know Ajax made some shots. His shots still disgusting. Yeah, and I don't I do not believe that is going to hold up at all. Uh, we saw we saw some bricks oh, yeah. <laughs> from Ajax. I mean, we did from Marjan too. So I'm not, I got to be fair. Yeah. Um, I, I'm more. I trust Marjan's jumper more. I trust his offensive game more than I do Ajax. I will say Ajax uh, defensively was head and shoulders above maybe anyone on the Bucks. Aside from Giannis. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty hugely, especially to this team, pretty hugely important. And I, I think I think his defense is better. I think his offense is at least close enough to Marjan's, even if his shot making sucks, because the passing. But that's what he needs. That's what he's going to need to do on the team, though. Like, he's not going to have the ball in his hands to really be a playmaker like he was he in can, his preseason setting. He can drive and kick, though. I guess, but I I don't know. I wouldn't rely on that as, as much because it's like the competition he was playing with wasn't what it's going to be. Uh, it's just it's I don't know I I think uh, I think Marjan's uh, offensive game fits more with like the Bucks main rotation than Ajax. If he hits shots, it does. I again, yes. He if he hits shots, and I'm trusting Marjan's shot over Andres. I, my point is, I think Marjan has to hit shots to fit. I don't think Ajax does. I think Ajax does too. I think the connection because you can't have a complete stuff. non-factor. On the offensive end. Um, but I, I think he can be a factor on the offensive end without hitting threes. It's iffy for me. I think we have to what put him the same. I think we have to put him the same, whatever number we decide now. I think Marjan won higher, but I, I'll, I'll compromise. I'll say this. Because I, I thought the opposite. So this is this is partnership. We have to meet yes, in the middle. this is compromise. Uh, eight? So I, yeah. I like eight for both of them. I think eight for both of them. I think Marjan, that might be a little too low for him personally, but I, I will say eight is fine. It's a little too high for Ajax. I think if if Marjan looks really good or Ajax looks really bad the first time they get real minutes, we will go I'll gladly course correct for you. But I feel and pretty strongly here. about yeah. this. I feel pretty strongly okay. about this. Okay. That's so fair. I think this is a good that's the thing about you know, the IPO doesn't really matter because the first week everything could get switched around. But it's well you know, Giannis isn't going to be below Ajax, but you know the, these close, Giannis these minus close thirty. Ones. This guy just sucks now. <laughs> this guy's that not was better my, than Chris Livingston. That was my favorite bit in like Dame's first game, and he kept missing. I was in the Discord, joined at GSPN.info. I was just like, guys, what if he sucks now? What if the team just sucks? And thankfully, everyone knew I was kidding. I felt good about that. What if What if Dame just suddenly goes from a potential first team All NBA guy to Cameron Payne? Yeah, for no, absolutely no reason. He aged 50 <laughs> years over the offseason. Uh, especially coming from a guy who said, I'm still going to be elite at 38. I was like, hell yeah, extend him today. I was like, yeah. 
tie up, them at a reasonable number today. Tie up the salary cap for my kids' kids. I don't care. Have them at the second Dane. apron just with the Addison game. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. Uh, AJ Green, the the next young wing player. Okay, so if you if you think that AJ Green was like outplaying Marge, I feel more strongly about Ajax. I, okay, okay. I, I think okay. AJ Green per his role was. I think AJ Green had a great regular uh, preseason. I'd be fine keeping him at like a seven. I, I, I was thinking seven as well. He which was that, his high, which is what he ended last season. Started at one because he was just a two-way guy to start the year, and then just played really well. I, plus, plus he has a Eurostep bump. That's maybe he should be seventy. I think he should be honestly. I he he bulked up. We're not. We don't claim to be a fair stock market. No, he bulked <laughs> up. I think he's bigger. I think that was smart. Got a handle. I think it was smart because defensively, like he, I think he's got to do the Harden. Like just be a big dude. Yeah, he's never going to be able to chase these, you know, the Tyrese Maxi. I mean, most guys can't do Maxi, but like the quick guards around, I don't think. But if you can be like, hey, you know what? Just go stand next to that big guy and don't get bullied. Then I think he can do enough defensively to for the shot making to be worth it. I, I I don't say this lightly. People might think I do. Like. He looks like he could be the next Duncan Robinson. The consistency He's at joining which joining GSPN. That would be cool. The consistency at which he makes threes across basically every time he plays is not normal, especially for a, a, a player entering year two right now. No, it, it's crazy. Like the shot making we've seen is absolutely insane. And, and it's been at every level, whether it was in college, whether it's at the G League level, whether it's in the NBA level, like the shot making has just remained consistently elite. They, they, at one point, at some point, that's a skill you just can't ignore. Yeah. <laughs> like, and especially with his frame, like he's got a bit, how tall is he? Six, five, six, five, I think. Yeah. He's a, he's got a good frame. He, he bulked up, like you mentioned, just be a strong guy that doesn't get like pushed around. And be an elite shooter, like you can sort of take that Kyle Korver melt, really. Yeah, I mean he's a little he's a little smaller than Kyle Korver, who's like six seven for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> like, but <laughs> uh, yeah, you just you just take that mentality. I think I think it'll work out really well. I agree. All right, so good. We we did we covered that. We feel good about that. Uh oh boy. So there we go for me. We, let's well we have to do the two ways last, and then Griffin after that. Uh, let's just get Robin Lopez out of the way. I was gonna say Thanasis. Uh, uh, well, I can we can do that one quick. He started at two, ended at three. I'm fine keeping him at three because he had a good preseason. How about four, three. But four, no, still three. What about three and a half? He commits four fouls per three minutes. So let's just yeah, do three. one one foul, one stock for each foul. No, no, he'd be incredible. <laughs> he'd be five hundred. No, he doesn't play enough. <laughs> Can we give the Nasus an upstock for every foul? No, it would literally break the market. <laughs> He's gonna be as high as Giannis. He would <laughs> like a week, especially if they actually try to use him as a wing defender. Someone, someone, imagine someone random just clicking on the stock. Oh, it's like oh, let's look at Bucks basketball. Wow, the Nasus. Why really is the Nasus leading this? Someone who follows, so imagine someone out there like covers the whole league, but he can't get to watch the Bucks. Okay, everyone who covers the whole league, but they just use the Bucks stock market, and they're like, "Wow!" Did you see someone on NBA TV like the Nasus like Kupal having yeah. the greatest season we've ever seen? It's like the guy who voted DPOI based on rebounds per game. 
to just do NBA awards it's, based on the stock market. It's Who not that much. It's not. It's not any dumber than voting uh, DPOI based on rebounds. That's for it's, sure. It's like, oh man, the Bucks are the best team in the league. Let's check the stock market. See who's highest. Let me let me play MVP bonus. The to the Koopa. I mean, I guess. I want to. I'm gonna make you make. We'll do. Uh, we'll so do a, a sleeper, higher, lower. Um, let me pull up how many okay. total fouls the Nasus actually picked up last season, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna see because I have no idea of this number because obviously his minutes have always been pretty scattershot. Okay. Uh, higher or lower? Twenty five for the season. Yeah. Higher, lower. Twenty two last year. He oh, only... last. I no. I thought you meant like oh, this year for the coming season. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. I meant last year. Twenty two and two hundred and six minutes. That's actually not bad. You That's know. very bad. It's not as bad as I thought. It's it was. more than one every ten minutes. <laughs> That's like less than four. That's like four fouls a game. If it's, it's almost true. five fouls it's, a game. It is. It is. It's games. actually. It's a career low for him. Yeah. It's. It's th- like let's let's say if you average like ten minutes per game or something, that's only a foul. One foul a game. So year over year, three point eight per thirty six last year, five point two the year before that, four point eight five, and then this is pure thanosis. He only played six minutes his first next year. But his fouls per 36 was 12. Two <laughs> fouls in six minutes. Who would two fouls twice per game? If anyone could do it, it would be TA. Oh, um, my two, three or four. It's like, it's like, remember when Boogie got kicked out of a game and then they brought him back? Yeah. <laughs> it's like he fouls out of the game, they bring it back somehow with no fouls, he fouls out again. That would be, that would be a legacy. That would be so his four, legacy. Game. So four for Thanos. I'll give you the four. Fine. Let's go. But it's he's going to be great at Harsher because of it. Okay, that's fair. Okay, uh, Robin Lopez. One. Yeah, we do we do do we do zero to start? We don't, right? No, we shouldn't. Yeah, I mean that, he's that the only worst player us, on the roster. That only leaves us with one. Will you agree with me? He's the worst player on the roster. Mm, he looked like it in preseason. Yeah, he, he I, really did. I'm gonna leave it open for him to maybe change that narrative, but it's not looking good. Okay, and our last uh, non-two-way player is Chris Livingston, who <sighs> this is tough. He didn't really do a whole lot during the preseason. I uh, think it's a one. I don't think it's tough. I think it's a. I think it's a one. I would love to give him some more, and we've liked some of the things we've seen. You'll get to you'll get to see him a lot. <laughs> I will. I won't change his buck stock market. I'm not doing herd stock market either. But I I think I've noticed something. He's just too slow to shoot and too slow to contest shots. He's got to speed up both, which it's weird that both of them are like that. But he, a guy sinks shots on him because he'll be around. But just like doesn't get up to contest it fast. It's enough. not. It's not. He doesn't react quick enough. Yeah. The reaction speed isn't isn't quite yeah. there yet. It's. It looks. He looks like a nineteen year old who's just like. Re- I know he's twenty now. Yeah. But who's just like reacting to the NBA system. Yeah. Um, he's he's got some. He's he's a very very. He's the rawest prospect the Bucks have had in a while. I agree with that. Since Thon, maybe rawer than Thon. I would say it's I would say equal to Thon. Yeah, but turns out Thon didn't really have a lot to Yeah, hopefully that's not a great comp for uh 
Chris Lewis is. Hey, you know what? I'll take Thon. Like wherever Thon is, I, I I hope he's doing okay. I want to say Puerto Rico, but that might be way off. I think that's OJ Mayo. Oh, I think you're right. Uh, Ty Ty Washington Jr. He's got that Eurostep bump. See, uh, we shouldn't have did TA4. Because that's throwing this whole thing off now. You want to change it? Yeah. Why? Can we make you, that three? You... I think Ty sure. Ty should be you're... one or two better than TA. Okay, let's do, let's do Ty Ty. One better, four. Four. Let's do Ty Ty at four. I'll, I'll, sure, I'll give you that. So uh, he's going to be, I think, clearly the highest love, of the two way players. I love how you're just like focusing on Ty Ty. Then you just look at me like, why did I let him give the losses four? Well, because I'm like, I don't want to make Ty Ty a five because that's right by AJ Green. I think there is a bit of a gap there, not just based on who's on the two way, but as, as high as we are on Ty Ty over an NBA season, he has not had a good of a season as AJ Green. I, I think, think that does Ty mean Ty something. maybe has the biggest shot to really skyrocket here. He, I'll say he maybe has the biggest potential too. I don't know if he'll have a real shot. Okay, potential. If, potential if, is if a good Payne way to put it. And, and Lillard are healthy a lot. I don't know if he'll have the chance to play enough, but I think he's a good enough player that he could he could like triple this pretty easily. Also, Thon is in the CBA. Canada? Uh, uh, China. Oh, China. Duh. CEBL is Canada. Hmm. Got it. Um, wow, that's pretty okay league. At least a top uh, twenty basketball league. He put up he put up seven points in their game today. Oh, that's concerning. Seven points, three rebounds. That's concerning. Um, that's that's rough. Anyway, not gonna let you do a whole thon. We've done we've done a lot of thon this offseason. I can't wait. Can't can't wait for the real games. We're so close. We did a whole pot of fun in twenty twenty. Well, that was like the, that, I mean that was a good idea. That was a good that pot. That really was a good idea. We if you're unaware, we did a butterfly effect of thon makers trade requests, and it was elite. It like got go back Raptors, and find it. Got it. the Raptors a championship. It did get the Raptors a championship. So that's all Thon's fault. Partially Rohan's fault. Lindell yeah. Wigginton. He is the most proven guy out of the two ways, for sure. Did not have a great preseason. Did not at all. I mean, I will say he had an outrageous block that the Bucks are still promoting on Twitter for some reason. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, like I saw that on my feet. I was like, why is this still being promoted? <laughs> Wait, like like paid promotion or shit? Yeah, paid. Oh, it's like it woke up still thinking about this play, and it's a Lindell. <laughs> there would be. I, I don't get x.com promoter things that have engagements it's so sad the ones i normally see so that's not a good look for the bucks um but yeah lindell i'd maybe keep at a three i'm thinking two yeah it wasn't it wasn't the best i think the three was just a legacy thing i think i'd be fine with two i gave him three because we know who he is well yeah well yeah i think um i i just don't think he's had enough games where he looked good on an nba floor yeah, I think that's valid. I think the three, he ended at three, probably. I would. I think he went up two because of game 82. I'll look this up to check. But, I mean, I think he played like 48 minutes, and it was probably, I think maybe he had a good game. Or it was game 81. He went up two, and that was his only game of the whole season. I, I love Lindell. I think he's got to just be better in his NBA minutes. And I think, I think starting off a little lower than Ty Ty is fair. I think that yeah, I think that's valid. I think it's valid. Uh, Marquise Bolden is just a one, right? I mean, yeah. did not have he a did good s- signed a two way. We should yeah. talk about that. 
Yeah, uh, Amari Moore, the 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 made up player who who we he's not made up. We saw him play in summer league and like I for think like for five minute. minutes. Yeah, yeah, not very much. Um, he was waived. Uh, yeah, and I um, Marquise Bolden was signed to a two way. This was surprising. I know it was surprising to you as well. Yeah, um, the position think, they picked wasn't surprising. The fact yes. that it was Bolden surprised me. I think it was because there weren't a ton of other options. Yeah, it's a little late in the game now. It is a little late in the game. Maybe I I wouldn't be shocked if this was replaced early, depending on what happens in the G League season. Yeah. Uh, if you if you could have like an Ibu Baji situation from last season, where there's a promising big in the uh, young big in the G League who gets called up for a two way immediately. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked by that. Um, I think the Bucks just realized, yeah, it might be the. Uh, Smart idea to not have three point cards on two ways and maybe have a big after looking at their big rotation in the preseason. Yeah. Well, especially, um, you know, yeah, tra- well, I mean, we talked about what they had like half a point guard when they had just Drew. And then you trade Drew for Dame. And then you also add campaign. I mean, they, they just yeah, had so different needs. Now you have needs. two point guards instead of half a point guard. Yeah. yeah they just had different needs. So it, it makes sense to get, get a big. They must have liked enough what they saw from Bolden. I mean, you know, who knows I don't know what was what going that on? Was. I mean, the practices, I guess, maybe were, were better. It wasn't great when he actually got to play. He didn't get to play much, though, either. So I'm um, happy he gets the shot, but I think it's a one uh, until further notice. I think that's fair. And uh, it's worth stating here that um, two-way rules, it's got to be less than four years played. There was someone who just got waved and people were oh, excited about. Was I it? forget who it was I now, even but. said who um but they, they were ineligible. I got a clarification yeah. on that, that they, they couldn't be. So there is limits. It can't just be, you know, any available big. Also, in exhibit in G League news, Glenn Robinson, too, signed to an Exhibit 10. He should be with the Herd. The third, that's right. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, he should be with the Herd this season. Signed to Exhibit 10 with the Bucks. Obviously, big dog uh, played with the Bucks. Yeah. Um, his dad. Yeah. And uh, I like this flyer a lot. I remember when I first heard that he was kind of, I think the Bucks looked at him weeks and weeks ago. Ken Birch. Ken Birch. Ken Birch. No, it wasn't Ken. It was a different guy. It was someone more on the border. Ken Birch has way too many seasons. Yeah, that's fair. I'll it was Darius Baisley. Was it? Yeah, I was. I asked about Darius Baisley to someone. Huh. Okay. Six ten, and he moves well. He's played a lot of NBA minutes, but he's he's like just over, I think, the the limit. But um, GR three, I really liked as a player. I think it's a great flyer. Uh, I'm kind of worried if he's very good. Like he'll get snatched up because again he's got too much NBA experience. They can't two way him. It so it's Kem Birch. I just looked at our Discord. I I I thought that did I ask if Kem Birch would be eligible? I just said I wish they could get him. No, I was confused about Kem Birch being eligible. Oh, I think we're talking about two different things. Oh yeah, no. Sorry, sorry. Dan. I know I tweeted right when Kem Birch got released. I wish he was, but he's not. There you go. So yeah, I was thinking. I looked. At, I actually asked a, a person who knows more about the CBA than me about Baisley because I was like, that would be a fun one, but not not possible. Anyway, uh, Marquise Bolden over Ken Birch and Darius Baisley. Hopefully, he uh, he makes that look good. Uh, but yeah, GR three. I'm excited about the flyer. I think it would be hard for the Bucks to retain him, but even if it's just an opportunity for him, that's a cool thing to do. And I think he'll be really fun to cover with the herd. I think he's still a pretty good NBA wing, so I'm excited about that. But the last stock we have to determine is Adrian Griffin. First time head coach. So Bud started last season at five. Oh, God. He ended very poorly. At two. At one yeah. point, he was down to zero. Yeah. 
I will also say one thing we don't update nearly as much as the players is the coach. It's hard to do. It is really hard to do game to game. It's more when we do coach evaluations, it's more like we've noticed a trend in the last week. Yeah. And it's like then we have to do it because it's difficult to go game by game with a coach. But we will do it after like a little trend of like, oh, this was really good or though this was really bad. Yeah. I think two is fair. I was going to say two or three. Less than Bud for sure. As much as people may have not liked Bud, you knew he was a pretty excellent NBA coach, even if there were going to be some playoff issues. Yeah. It's like you know coming in you're going to win like 60 games. (laughs) Yeah. I would Um, push for three. I I think – I do I think, think three, there's... I, I, yeah, three or two, but it's like I I said two because it's like we genuinely don't. We don't, and I get the skep. Maybe we bump into two just because of the stats thing, and that's that's kind of an issue. I I'm okay with it in that regard. I do think the fact that the Bucks ownership, front office, Horst, Giannis, Chris, everyone was aligned on Griffin. I would be pretty surprised if he just sucked. At least in a way that you could tell. Like I, I, I think people think there's a shot that it's just like a disaster. I would be pretty shocked if for no other reason than like the push-pull of NBA with how important star players and everything are. Like I don't know. I, I think there's a bit of a higher floor than people think personally. Saying that, I'm still, I'm still saying a, a lower floor than Bud. But I, I would just be stunned if it was like, oh, he's actually horrible. I yeah, don't think that's going to happen. I would be pretty stunned too. I don't think that's going to happen either. I just think, yeah. I just, like when is the last I, time a, a first-time head coach took over a really good team and they were just like, oh, they're terrible? It's The thing is like this ha- This is a kind of an anomaly. It doesn't happen that often. Blatt? Yeah, Blatt. That's probably the worst. And they went to the finals. It wasn't like they were completely hamstrung. Yeah, you know, Blatt or um, I don't know Nick Nurse. I mean that one worked out. Kerr yeah. obviously worked out. They I don't think the Warriors were as good as the Raptors were. Yeah, they weren't as good for sure. But it was still like the, you know the pieces were there. I mean they developed more. Like but they'd won a title. I think the literally the only one is like there's probably know. a bunch historically. Yeah, a bunch historically, but like it's just it's a rare occurrence is all I'm saying. It's worked for the the Lakers a couple times, I think. Everything works for the Lakers time. Yeah, it does. Really, I hate it. Yeah. (laughs) I hate it so much. But I think I think part of it is, I don't know. I just think I think he's qualified to be a head coach, certainly. And I I just I don't know. I I, maybe it's just because I don't think. Like coaching, it makes as as outsized of an impact. I think it's obviously very important. I I don't think they're just going to be like, oh yeah, you can tell he's bad, and they're just not very good. I think the job is harder. Though. I'll say two because, and I do believe this, even if it's not as important as maybe it seems, it is an L for your head coach to pick a lead offensive assistant and then end up the guy the guy ends up resigning before the year. Like, it is a bad look. I know everyone said, oh, it's a bad look. People got tired of hearing people say it. But it is true. Like, I don't think you should just be like, oh, no, it doesn't matter. It is a bad look. It's not great. especially it's bad. Like you were saying, like, right before the season starts. Yeah. I think two. 
Yeah, I'm good with two. And again, hopefully, okay. I mean, it's not going to make a huge jump, I don't think, but hopefully he ends up at least There's better than chance. Bud yeah. last year. There's a chance. He has, I'll, I'll tell you what, it's probably unfair, but he has a higher, there's higher opportunity for him to go well, up yeah, with the Bud. He's, he's got a better team. And, and he has the opportunity to implement a lot that we haven't seen differently. Yeah. Uh, compared to Bud. It's like literally the difference is what could make him go higher. Yeah. Like just in, in styles of play. Like we're going to be like, oh my God, they throw out a zone defense for 10 minutes. Boom, upstock. Like that's not unfair though, because Bud could have done that and just didn't. No, yeah, that's fair. That is so. <laughs> I mean, he found something that worked, but I mean, there were clear limitations to the lack of flexibility and they were never really addressed enough. Yeah. Fair. As we've covered many, many times. So that takes us to John Horace. So we're actually changing this up. And maybe we'll switch how this works a little bit. Rohan and I conversed about it before the pod. But instead of giving John Horst his own valuation, which we've done in the past, but it kind of sucks because like we'd really only change it if there was like a roster move or maybe someone just really didn't work out. But that felt very arbitrary. But since putting all of this together is John Horst's job, we just decided to average the valuation of everyone else. And that's John Horse because it's literally if everyone looks good, then John Horse did his job. If a bunch of guys don't look good, then John Horse didn't. So for comparison's sake, and I I hope these numbers are at. Wait, let me try to do something quick. Does this change? It shouldn't. No, because I have NAs in, so it's giving a bunch of zeros at values for the last year. So I don't I don't have a good year on year comparison. But currently, Horse would be sitting at eleven point six. That's the average of every other valuation on the buck stock market so obviously it's going to be raised a lot by the guys at the top but that's also kind of how nba teams work too um so i think that's mostly fair but if there's big falls from a bunch of players in the middle and Giannis and dame don't go up a lot we will see that fall and i think it'll be really interesting to track over the season you know how much different does that number end up also of course you know if he, as he usually does, swings a trade to bring in someone like Crowder, who we value fairly highly. It's going to be a defensive forward. <laughs> yeah, it always is. But if he brings in someone that's good and replaces players who we didn't like as much, that's a obvious very quick boost to Horace's score as well, which is what happened last year. Crowder was rated a 10 from us at the jump, and the players who went out were not. I think I think it's also like it's a it's a good way of measuring like just the team and we just attribute John Horst to it. Yeah. I mean that's all you can really I mean we we will obviously break down all these transactions as they happen and over the course of the season, but from this perspective, yeah, I think this just makes more sense. I mean, this is his job. You know, everyone yeah. looks good, then Horst nailed it. Yeah, what a good idea, Ty. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate Make sure it. you get the credit for that. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, I think we we've done it. Then we've set the IPO. Should we just like go through and just uh yeah. just read read these out? So Giannis uh is going to be at starting at a thirty eight, followed by Dame with thirty two, Brooke at twenty five, Chris at twenty two, uh, Bobby Portis at seventeen, uh, Pat Connaughton and Malik Beasley at fourteen, Jay Crowder or Bossman at twelve, <laughs> Campaign at ten. Marjon and Ajax at eight, AJ Green at seven, Ty Ty Washington at four, Thanasis at three, Lindell at two, and Chris Livingston, Robin Lopez, and Marquise Bolden at one, with Adrian Griffin being at two. And Horst is at 11.63157895. Two significant figures, Ty. So technically we should round up to 12, but we'll do 11.6. Okay. There we go. 
Bucks stock market IPO 2023-24. Can't wait for the season. Can't Which wait. tips up on Thursday for the Bucks. Ag- yes, against the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah, but it tips up on tips off regularly on Tuesday. Make sure you get those picks in on Sleeper. Yeah. Uh, use promo code Eurostep for your first deposit, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, and we will have, like Ty mentioned earlier, a full uh, Milwaukee Bucks season preview with Adam and Jordan. I almost said Ty and Jordan. I was like, technically, I'll be there, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it'll be the full uh, GSP and Bucks crew breaking down the Milwaukee Bucks this upcoming season uh that should be coming uh fairly soon but uh hope you all enjoyed this episode uh make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast or watching on YouTube so like make sure you subscribe on your podcast platform choice subscribe on YouTube turn on notifications hit that bell as they always say uh engage in the comments great stuff always happens there apologies again to the boss man person um it's just so funny it's so <laughs> funny to me it's so funny i was showing my girlfriend that she was like no way that, that actually happened yeah um because i mean it's completely our fault yeah uh, <laughs> we fixed we, it. we righted the wrong we, yes <laughs> uh but yeah make sure you engage in the comments uh, check out gspn.info for the link to the buck stock market as well as everything gspn all of our podcast links whether that's uh eurostep winning six uh, talk of the Tundra, cruising for a cruising, make time for this. All that can be found at gspn.info as well as our Substack, our Discord entry link, all that fun stuff, gspn.info. Ty, this is going to be a great season. Looking re- really, really looking forward to it. Year five of this version of the Eurostep. Let's get it. Pod random, and we will talk to you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.